with the Open Paddock Rallycast presented by Oz Rally Pro. This is episode number 103, and in this show, we chat with our presenting sponsors, who are now both co-drivers in Vermont sports car-built Subaru WXSTIs, Alex and Rhiannon Gelsomino. So grab a frosty beverage and join us for another round at the Virtual Rally Pub, or Rally Cafe if that's your preference. We call it the Rallycast. your host Mike Shaw and you know what I always enjoy the conversations I have with our good friends Alex and Rihanna Gelsomino we can talk from everything from the ARA to the WRC and anything in between recorded this last week and apparently placed a curse on some of the competitors that were competing in Sardinia Uh, we had many discussions about rocks and the rough stages and that definitely caught out several competitors Um, pretty dramatic event that one was Uh, some good stories especially from Rhiannon about her past experiences competing there Uh, also this last week was uh, Rally Colorado so congrats to our good friends Travis Neese and Danny Norcus for the overall win unfortunately it didn't go so well for our past guests uh, Krista Skoukas because Andrew Sutherland's car unfortunately had a major mechanical failure on the first stage causing them a DNF Uh, But we'll try and get some of the folks that competed in that event on the show this next week. But today, of course, starts the Southern Ohio Forest Rally. And if you've been watching the socials, you might have noticed some new aero bits on the uh, Subarus, both for uh, Subaru Motorsports USA and the ones run by Ken Block of Hoonigan. Um, Obviously, to even things out after the ruling of Barry McKenna's WC car as being uh, legal under the current rule set... The most interesting thing I happen to notice is the rear wing. If you take a close look at that, it seems much smoother and more functional. Um, There used to be like this wicker kind of at the back of it that didn't look like it was maybe, I don't know. Uh, I'm not an aerodynamicist, but uh, if you look at this one now that they're using, it's much, much smoother and it looks more similar to when you see the WRC type wings and things like that. So definitely a change for them. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of difference it makes at Southern Ohio. Anyways, a chat with the Gelsominos right after this message from, well, the Gelsominos. Go. Five right short over crest into second small crest 40. Full F plus nips. Hi, this is Alex and Rhiannon Gelsomino from Oz Rally Pro. Advanced Rally Training. Are you new to rally or have you been rallying many years? No matter what your experience, we can progress you further. Our classes are team training, driver pace note training or co-driver training that are tailored to each individual or team. Email osrallypro at gmail.com for further details. Well, welcome back to the show, Alex and Rihanna Gelsomino. Hey Mike, how are you? I'm doing very good. How are you two doing? Good, thanks, Mike. Good to good to talk to you again. Uh, normally, I do like open the show with the sound of opening a drink, and well, I, I just did one, and really, it's just a screw top to iced tea because it's really hot. So, sorry, no fancy drinks this evening. It's just iced tea. <laughs> I had a glass of milk. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey, well, you know, the Indy Five Hundred was you know a week ago, so that's kind of fitting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you did you watch Elio get that uh, fourth win? Yes, we did. We watched it. We uh, actually watched it on our laptop because that was the only place we could get it to work at our house. We, we were trying to work out what channel we needed, and then finally we found out a way to watch it on our laptop. So, yeah, we watched the race. It was great. 
That was an awesome Indy 500. I've always been a huge IndyCar fan, and timing that last pass just so he could get it done without getting overtaken again, you know, and his celebration at the end, that's (laughs) got to be top 10 celebrations from a car race ever. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Such an entertaining race. It was great to see the fans back on the on the stands and, and what I love about that race and IndyCar in general is the strategy that is involved, which we do still have some in Formula One. However, it's not as exciting. That Indy 500 this year was really exciting. It kept us glued on to the screen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, uh, like I said, it's been a while since I've had you two on the show and uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I was uh, realizing that when I bring you two on, I actually have the little commercial we made about your rally school before I talk to you. It's kind of redundant, <laughs> <laughs> but we always love having this little chat and uh, talking about things that are going on. And I'm actually going to talk to you a little about a bit of a personal thing because you two actually got to take a little vacation. Yeah, it was nice. We've obviously had a busy year, not only with our rallies, but our training students. So we decided to take a little road trip around Montana because we really like you know, Idaho, Montana, this area over here. And we had a great time in different Airbnbs and traveled around and saw different things. It was, yeah, really fun. Was there anything in particular you two uh, especially enjoyed seeing? Uh, well, we, we went there. Uh, we wanted to obviously visit uh, Glacier, the national parks, you know, Glacier. And we had already been at Yellowstone by it's so big that I always go there and discover more area is a good idea. We also went to... A very interesting place, which we just uh, bumped into on our drive, which was the American History Museum, which involved a lot of uh, automotive and, and military vehicles and Americana in general, which is in a small town in uh, in Montana. And uh, it's just an incredible, it, there was some aviation, you know, some, some uh, uh, beautiful stuff exposed, even older you know, vehicles and planes and things like that. And uh, we enjoyed that as well. It was funny because we said to the lady at the start, how long will it take us to go around the museum? And they usually say like, you know, two, three hours and it takes you an hour. Well, Alex and I were there for like three, three and a half hours. Like it probably took us the amount of times you said, because we just had a great time looking at all the old vehicles and motorcycles and helicopters and planes and all sorts of things so it was definitely lots of fun and um, the other thing that i really enjoyed was i really liked the tv show yellowstone Uh and we're driving along and alex was like hey that's the entrance to yellowstone and so i was all excited because we just randomly stumbled across you know where they do the filming and stuff like that so i thought that was fun (laughs) Oh, it's always fun to see something that you can recognize like that. Yeah. And there's just so much to see in this country, you know? I mean, you know, I I have friends that have traveled the world and whatnot, but man, I just go outside my back door and travel a few hours and there's yet something else new to see. So, uh, yeah, that's cool that you you two got to get a little bit of a vacation, even though not being able to go and and, uh, see family currently with all the lockdowns. But it's getting better. We're getting there slowly. Yeah, I mean, America's doing really well. I think, what have we got, 51% vaccinated or something, which is pretty awesome. So let's just hope that the rest of the world keeps going along that way and, and we don't have so much happening with lockdowns and things like that. 
Indeed. Well, let's move on to talking about rallying stuff. And I want to recap uh, Olympus a little bit. But first of all, I'm going to pick on you, Alex, because that, that being in a new car, uh, that must have been an interesting change of moving into a, a Vermont sports car uh, built. And uh, I, I guess, are they, are they maintaining it? Are, are, do you guys have your same crew that you had um, through for the for the cause and all that stuff with, with Block? Or is it actually using some of Vermont's crew? We the majority of the crew is um, well the, the crew that I I guess that maintains preps and maintain the car in between events is mostly Vermont sports car, but um, uh, at the event is a combination. Uh, uh, we have a couple of our techs that have been with us uh, for several years. You know Ken Actill and Greg Hamilton, and um, obviously uh, Derek Donsi is, is our team manager. Where anything that involves uh, Ken's racing activities and uh, and then there is uh, one or two floating uh, technicians from Vermont sports car as well as the engineers the uh, uh, chassis engineer and engine engineer are uh, provided from Vermont sports car so we yeah look we are technically a customer uh, car but um, uh, I think that when it comes to the quality of the of the vehicle uh, is not far off the two factory cars so yeah and it was yeah like you said it was our first event and uh, it, we had to sort of speed up our our um, our knowledge of this new car which is very different from any other car that we've driven and especially the car we've driven on the first our first round this year in missouri um which was a skoda fabia this this uh, subaru wrxsti open classes is a very different car. So we have to sort of like speed our pace through the testing and then the second day of testing and then day one of the event and then day two of the event. We needed every mile and uh, we we're happy that we were able to drive every mile of testing and the race because uh, it brought us up to speed. And at the end of the event, we were we were quite happy with our, with our speed and comparing the times to Travis and Rihanna. Okay. They weren't pushing as hard because it was the end of the event, but we weren't pushing as hard either because things were settled pretty much as far as the top three in the in the, in the final results. So uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's a great experience. Looking forward to do next week Ohio and the, the rest of the season in that car. It, it must feel serendipitous, Alex, to be back in Subaru after starting out that way. Yeah, it's a great feeling because we Ken and I we started with. Uh, with a Subaru the first year as privateers, but then the following years we were part of uh, what it was back then, Subaru Rally Team USA. And we had four fantastic years, you know, being teammates with Travis. And um, and then uh, obviously the, the the big move to Ford came and we spent 10 fantastic years with Ford. But then to go back to the team that pretty much allow you to turn pro is, is a great is a great feeling, you know. So I was really happy when when Ken told me those news um, a couple of months ago, and uh, uh, and yeah, it, it's it, it, the core team actually. The core team uh, Vermont Sports Car is still the same of when we used to um, compete with uh, for them uh, 10, 12 years ago. So go back and find you know the same mechanics and the same management and uh, uh, and the same bosses and everything. Uh, and marketing people, it's just great, isn't it? It's like going back to your old family. Well, and that's the other cool thing is you're doing a whole season, not just a couple select events. That must be pretty exciting for you. It is. And look, 
I, I, I'm happy that we're going that direction because when you think about the last five or six rallies have been five or six different cars, starting from uh, Ohio last year, gravel with the Cozy, then we moved into Tarmac, uh, Rally Legend with Tarmac with the Cozy, then we moved into a Ford Fiesta Rally 2 uh, for a Tarmac event in Barbados, then um, uh, we went to Missouri with a Skoda Fabia, um, R5 Plus, now this new car. So I told Ken, I mean, if we can settle with one car for a handful of events, that will be helpful because we don't <laughs> have to learn a new car every rally on a new surface and everything. So, yeah, we're happy that we're going to do five or six or whatever it is events left uh, uh, with, uh, with that car, yeah. Well, and Rhiannon, you, you obviously know Olympus very well. Um, you go in there with uh, Travis, and you, you ran it last year at the end of the season uh, in the wet, and it was pouring down then. Um, obviously, the weather came out again, right? Nothing like what Recky had. What was the key to staying on the road with this one? Because it got tricky. Even some of the high-level drivers out there made mistakes. Yeah, definitely there was a big change from Recky, which we all know from um, what we've seen and how our notes are written. Obviously, the biggest difference was we didn't have the slippy or the those sections in our notes because on recce it was dry. So it was a matter of, you know, we were first on the road, so we were the ones that would find any of those conditions which, you know, could catch us out. Um, so being first on the road, it was really important that we we kept, you know, 5% up our sleeves sort of thing so that you, you had the room, you know, if you come across a slippy corner that you weren't expecting um, to come across. Obviously, we were having a really good fight with Brandon until, unfortunately, he hit the bridge. So, you know, we went into that stage with maybe a three or four second lead from memory. Um, and, yeah, Travis and I were first on the road. We had a moment at that same spot on the bridge. You know, it was a really bad spot. I think double zero had gone off there or zero. I can't remember which one it was um, before we even got out on the stage. So it was a pretty treacherous spot for sure. And, and obviously, Brandon come unstuck there, and and that gave us a good lead going into the the next day stages where we could just um, you know push to what we needed to to make sure we stayed in front of Ken and Alex. Well, and for both of you, I guess, do you kind of use that time since you've got a little bit of a gap to start testing some things? I mean, for us, we just like you know kept working on our notes and and improving those sort of things and. We didn't try anything new as far as the car was concerned, but we just worked on, um, you know, making sure that our notes were better the second time and things like that. Um, like Alex said, you know, the first pass, I'm sure, on those stages, we were both pushing pretty hard because you still never know what's going to happen. Um, but then the second pass is it was the rally was pretty much decided, so it was a matter of just, you know, um, making changes in the first pass if we noticed anything, adding slippies and things like that. And then the second pass, getting through and making sure that we got the result that, that we both, um, you know, were sitting in the place of first and second. Yeah, and the same for us. Uh, basically, the, the second day uh, became a bit of a tire testing to a point that Derek would actually send us out a service with a, a tire that wasn't necessarily what Ken wanted. But he said, OK, we need to try this in projection for future outings and um, future events that may have similar conditions we may need to use this particular compound or not and uh, and also played a little bit with diffs uh, and uh, and a little bit with with uh, with dampers as well so it, 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 like we said 
mileage like that is is price, priceless when you're mm -hmm. in a car. So uh, it was very good to see the improvement between the first and second passes. And uh, uh, we left Washington quite happy. And then now we're ready to progress into Ohio, the testing for Ohio, and then the event. Do you think... Um... Alex, the challenge going to this car, which is just, it's just a bigger platform, um, definitely has the power though. Do you think the challenge is getting comfortable in the high speed sections or really mastering all that, you know, getting that turn in right, uh, you know, and all those apexes in the, you know, in, in the tight and twisty stuff? It's more the second, uh, uh, the second thing that you said, you know, that it, it, getting the turning in and, and getting the technical part sorted. It's a car that was engineered and built for fast stages because guess what? 80% of rallies in the American Rally Championships uh, are fast, are flat out. So it's a car that is made for those stages. So when we had stages that were quite technical at Olympus, like for example, the classic Wildcat, the, the car is not necessarily designed and engineered for those kind of stages because in America, we don't have really those stages. Uh, stages like that or next week, Ohio, let's be honest, they don't suit that car 100%. And we had the proof last year when the, um, McKenna with the Skoda was able to dominate in, a, in an event like Ohio. And even us with a, with a, a nimble and flickable car like the Escort Cosworth had a a good rally in Ohio last year, uh, last year. So this year is going to be a bit of the same. I don't expect the car, unless there is, you know, some major things with weather and conditions. I don't expect the car will be the, the, the best car for those conditions. But then after that, we move into the very fast events. Uh, and the next three, four, five events of the season are going to be super fast. And, and that those events suit that, that car suits those events quite well so um yeah it, it, it's uh, the, the car is it, an excellent car and i personally love it it's, it's, it's a great car it's very stable but it's very different it's very different from uh, to give you an example from the car that we drove uh, in missouri the Skoda 5 r5 plus two completely different cars engine wise and, and chassis and, and behavior yeah so that's what at least i feel from my side of the car, and, and I think Ken shares the same thoughts. So, Rhiannon, w w what was it uh, like at, at home when you heard that uh, <laughs> Alex was going to end up in a Subaru just like you guys are running? <laughs> yeah, we'd known for a little while, but obviously it wasn't able to um, be shared with the public yet. So it was, I mean, like Alex said, um, Ken and Alex come to the team as a customer car to Vermont. Um, and Travis and I are in the factory ride. So obviously everything is still very separate. Like um, the other day, people were asking us questions. We still stay in separate hotels. We do everything separately. We fly to the event separate. You know, we're still 100% competing with each other. And yes, we're in the same car, but we're obviously in competition to try and win the championship. So yes, technically we're teammates, but realistically we're not everything is done you know, completely separate from each other. So um, exciting to be in the same car and exchanging times with each other and, and going for wins. Um, but also, you know, it makes it a lot easier that it is separate because then you can just go about your job that you're doing there and, and not have to be too concerned about what else is going on. 
And, and Alex, and you, and you can tell me to cut this part out if you want, but uh, you mentioned earlier about testing tires. And I know that, you know, Super Motorsports USA has, you know, a deal with a tire manufacturer. Um, I know that Ken's been, you know, partnered with Toyo for a long time, but Toyo, I don't think, makes a rally tire. So that gives you guys some chance to experiment, right? Yeah, it gives us the option um, to, to work with, uh, with different options at advance. So it's something that... Uh, uh, we have had that freedom, you know, since uh, since we haven't been, you know, uh, locked up with the um, with the with the Pirelli deal, which has been uh, several years now. You know, Toyo obviously is a huge partner of Can, and then they have a, a a big partnership when it comes to the Gymkhana videos and uh, all the other programs uh, and marketing ideas that Can's run Can runs. Uh, uh, unfortunately, they don't make a specific um, a rally tire option. Hopefully, they will in, in the future. Who knows? But that gives us a little bit more freedom uh, um, compared to a team that um, that, that is uh, has to honor certain obligations with uh, certain manufacturers, which is the same uh, uh, freedom that our our main competitors in the championship have. Uh, because you know, a team like McKenna Motorsport, they can run whatever they want as far as tires goes, you know, mm -hmm. so we know what's competitive, we know what's good, it's always good to experiment though, you know, and the WRC te teaches us a lot, I mean, you see in WRC drivers running different compounds in the same, in, in the car, in the same, in, in one stage, you know, front to rear, right. side to side, you know, so that's, uh, that's something that tires are always, tires is the most important part of our sport, and any motorsport, I believe. Uh, it, it definitely seems to make a pretty big difference. Uh, I, I must say, I did get a chance to um, go for a ride with McKenna in that WRC car. And, oh my. Um, it, what was extra special is they had just put on fresh tires. And they, him and Leon did uh, two, one or two runs um, on the short little, like, you know, mile and a half, two mile little uh, test. And the tires were hot, warm. And they're like, okay, you get to get in. You know, and the grip of those things was just magic. It's great. You got. I'm stoked you got to experience that because it is a, such a unique. I mean, only few people in the world. Think about only few people in the world can experience a, a proper ride in a proper car like those cars, and uh, you got to experience it. I wish every rally fan and enthusiast in, in the world could experience. Obviously, it's not possible. That's why we have. Right. Uh, uh, you know things like Forza Horizon video games and things like that. You know, but uh, uh, it's an incredible and, and and it's hard to describe. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it is definitely hard to describe. Um, <laughs> I yeah, it, I, I've talked about it before. I did a, a short little video um, that I that I posted, I think, on on uh, Open Paddock about it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it it's it's almost laughable at how extreme you can push these cars when they're set up right, how well they grip. And, and it's just, it, it is like a video game in some respects, right? It just doesn't seem like physics <laughs> is obeyed completely because of how well things work. And yeah, yeah, definitely exciting. So let, let's move on and talk about preparation for Southern Ohio. So here you are, <laughs> you're both competing against each other, uh, both in Subarus. Uh, do you guys, do you guys have to plan separately then? I've been working out on the kitchen table and Alex is working in our office and we have the door shut because obviously we're trying to call the notes of the video and do different work on the notes and things like that. Um, 
you know, sorting out Alex is testing Tuesday, I'm testing Wednesday. We have totally different schedules and plans that we're working on. Recce plans, like, you know, Alex stays is at a different hotel, so his recce plan is different to mine because you leave at different locations and which stage do you start on? It might be notes that Ken has and he wants to start on those notes and Travis doesn't have them, so I go start on a different stage. So our planning is obviously completely separate, just like it is for any rally, but at the end of the day, um, you know, that's we're both professionals and that's what we do as our job. So, you know, uh, that's how our life usually is anyway because sure, if you both sure. work in the office when you're doing video work or something like that, you're both talking over each other and, and that's never going to work. So, you know, that's usually what our house is like anyway when we're both in the final days of getting ready for a rally like Ohio. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, last year Ohio was – the first rally to really take off after you know everything that happened with the pandemic and and unfortunately Travis's car burnt to the ground in stage two so he didn't get much you know seat time there last year so for us we don't have as much um, homework that we can do on last year's um, you know on boards or anything like that because of the fact that you know they lost their videos and stuff in the fire and and so we're, we're coming from a little bit of a different planning um, stage to what, say, John Hall and Alex are as far as, and, and, and Leon with Barry, because um, they all finished the event and, and, um, and got to do the stages. Well, do either of you watch other people's onboards, even if they're, they're not necessarily your notes, but you can kind of see the stages? Well, uh, honestly, the, the three drivers uh, have a gentle within the Subaru team have a gentleman agreement where they have uh, discussed that uh, uh, before we did all the inputs and they have agreed all to share um, the videos with each other. So if there is some videos that I need from uh, uh, Travis uh, or Brandon, I'm able to get it and vice versa. So we have already shared the information and obviously we share the same engineers. So that on the technical side, there is that sort of comparison as well. So to answer your question, yes, we are sort of like a customer deal. They're the, the factory uh, team, but, but there is the, the three drivers are, have, have agreed to share that sort of information, which is great because when you look at McKenna Motorsport, you're going to have the same sort of scenario where Barry and Ryan Booth and, and the two young uh, Irish uh, drivers, I'm sure were able to share their information uh, at the last event, and they will, whoever competes in, within that team in the, in the future events, so why not? So I haven't actually, it may be failure on my part, uh, but I was busy with Mike Nagel rally a couple of weeks ago. I haven't looked at this year's uh, Southern Ohio. Last year, it was a somewhat condensed event, and it ran all night, it seemed. It went until like 2 in the morning. Yeah. What's this year's Southern Ohio like? Um, Roads-wise, are we using some new ones, uh, expanding out a little bit, or are they using the same ones that they had last year? It's a combination of um, the, the last three years, right? Uh, with some stages also run the opposite direction. It's back to a normal format. So you have two full-on days of competition. They, the spectators are back, like they're back in Colorado this week. Yay! So they have actually a, a, a super special stage in, in Chillicote, in, in, in near the city center. So. That is great. So, but it's back to answer your question. It's back to a proper event, proper stages. It won't be an easy rally when you look at the schedule. There is a lot of uh, repeated stages, but there is also stages run the opposite direction. So that will mix things up a little bit. 
it looks like the weather is going to be inconsistent already. We can see that. So it's going to be a proper difficult rally. I would say it won't have the night stages that he had last year. So there was an extra challenge last year, but it will be the same challenging stages and more. So how it's going to work this year, we'll do recce Thursday and then recce Friday is open until four from memory. Um, and then we go from there virtually straight into Park Expose. And then after Park Expose, the first car starts at 7 p.m. They'll do the super special stage, which is stage one. And then we'll do two forest stages. The first few cars should be off the stages before it's dark. Um, but then the rest of the field will obviously have some night stages. So Alex and I obviously being in the um, top few cars in the field, we should be off the stages on Friday night before we get any dark stages. But a lot of the people further back in the field obviously will get, you know, a lot of night stages. And then on Saturday we'll have 12 stages, which it's, uh, from memory, it's going to be six stages repeated. Is that, mm. yeah. You know, even so, opposite so, yeah, so we'll do... Um, those and, and we'll have um, services obviously as well. So it's going to be a, 118 miles or something like that. So back to normal schedule, back to normal rallying and, and like Alex said, spectators. So we're actually pretty excited to get back to what we normally do here in America with the rallies. So obviously uh, thick and fast at the top as usual. We've got Barry's back. It looks like he's going to be bringing uh, maybe the WRC car. Do you think that at those on those stages that car might have an advantage? I know on the flat out stuff, maybe not as much because technically, I mean, it doesn't have as much top speed. I think because all the drag it's got, but in other ways, it can also be a very quick car. Yeah, that that type of car is designed for the, those sort of technical stages, uh, which are actually the way stages pretty much are in WRC. When we they're very comparable, aside from the surface. But the, the technicality of the stages next week is very comparable to what you see in Portugal, to what you see in Sardinia, to what you see you're gonna see in uh, Acropolis in um, in a couple of months' time. Uh, uh, but obviously uh, a little bit smoother, which actually uh, you know benefits things a little bit. Yeah, that car is made for that sort of those sort of technical stages. So I expect it'll be very fast um, right off the bat, uh, and and then. Uh, We'll see what happened. Like we said, it's going to be a difficult and a tough event. Barry had the event in his pocket in Missouri, but then all he takes is a flat tire, and unfortunately, he paid the price there, and um, he just, you know, ended up finishing third instead of winning the event when he had a big lead. So, uh, unfortunately, he wasn't it wasn't at Olympus, but uh, next week is definitely the favorite. So, start position. Is that going to make a big difference at this one, such as either dust and or uh, sweeping? Yeah, I mean, for sure, at the moment, dust is an issue. But looking at the forecast, it's 40 to 50% chance of rain each day, like uh, from Tuesday through to Saturday. So Alex and I are both definitely hoping that that rain happens because Ohio without rain, whoever gets first on the road will just run away with it. So... You know, um, it's going to be important that we get that rain so that then we do have a, a good battle because, you know, the way obviously the seeded draw works, even though Travis and I seeded first, um, obviously you draw out a number and then that's where you get to pick your place on the road. It's not like first means that you'll be first on the road. So um, the rain is going to be really crucial 
to make it so all four of us can have a really good battle. And honestly, a little bit of, of rain or moisture on the ground is actually going to make the, the grip slightly better. Those, those roads are so well built. They're incredibly well built that uh, there is no standing water. You know, there, there is not. So it just uh, water on, on the surface will benefit the grip a little bit. All right. So Southern Ohio, uh, definitely going to be an exciting event. But uh, what I want to switch gears and talk about, though, is how's the school going? Because, uh, as I said at the top of the show, you know, you guys had to take a little bit of a vacation because you've been so busy. I'm interested to hear uh, how goes the Oz Rally Pro uh, Rally Co-Driver and Driver School. Yeah, it's been really busy this year. Like, we've had two Dirtfish Co-Driver programs, obviously, and that was 12 co-drivers each in those, so... That was 24 students alone there, plus all the students we're trained here. So I, I think we're over 50 students this year already, and, and we're only at June. So, um, you know, I think the other day you messaged me and said, are you still training people? And, and I said, yeah, we just took a two-week break because we, we've been so busy with, with training people and rallies, and we just like, okay, we need a little break from from everything here. So, yeah, we've still got people booked in after Ohio and – and our usual, you know, training schedule. So it's been great. It's great to see people, you know, understanding that they need to learn and they need to improve their notes. And, and you know, mo our most popular training is obviously our team training where driver and co-driver both come and, and they come for two days and they, they learn all aspects of their role um, and how to work as a team together. So that's our most popular course, obviously. Um, but then, you know, we still get drivers on their own or co-drivers on their own or, or the case where Dirtfish and us have teamed up and, and we do the co-driver programs, um, which we have another one coming up in September. So to run three this year is pretty huge to think that we'll have 36 more co-drivers trained um, just through that program. is pretty exciting, to be honest. Uh, we did, uh, to answer your question Mike, we did slow down a little bit with the bookings in the last, uh, I would say, four or five weeks because it, it is a really busy year for us as far as commitment goes. Obviously, Rhiannon is uh, uh, with Subaru Motorsport the entire year. They're having a strong year, so they need to focus on that. Uh, and I, I'm fully committed to Ken, and we have a very busy end of the year as well with, with the Classic Safari and then the Baja 1000 the following week. And, and, and both events will require weeks of commitment because Baja, you got to do a lot of pre-running. Mm -hmm. the, the classic safari, you've basically gone for nearly three weeks, nearly three weeks in, uh, over in Kenya. So I have selected personally to, to not work with other drivers this year, but can. So I want to focus on him 100%. As you know, in the past years, last year I had five drivers. This year I've only done... The first round with uh, Andre Dorazio, and then I moved in the car with Ken, and I'm gonna be focused on on working with him, like Rhiannon is focused on working with Rhiannon, and, yeah. and, and uh, sorry, um, with uh, with Travis, and uh, and then we're just not gonna be able to fit anything else. That's why uh, the, the schools we purposely didn't take many bookings in the past month for the following weeks because. Uh, it's just a full-on year. It's quite busy. Don't mean to turn work away. Don't get me wrong, but uh, uh, there, there is sometimes you, you got to think about not, not getting burned out and not affecting the performance at events because you're just getting there too tired. Because let's say I had done Colorado this week, 
and then I jump straight into a plane and going to Ohio next week. The Ohio rally is very important for me, so I selected not to go to Colorado and to do any work for that event, just to give you an idea. Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem like it's going to be quite the full plate for both of you, uh, both having, you know, again, the, the rest of the whole season to do, plus um, the Baja thing, uh, and, and then going to uh, Safari. Actually, that's a perfect segue, because how excited are you about that? I mean, the Safari Classic is one of the coolest things, and I know Travis Pastrana did that, um, what, about three, four years ago, something like that, he got to do it, and yeah, just what an epic, epic uh, event and I'm guessing you're in one of the uh, Totil Porsches, is that right? That's correct. Yeah. And oh yeah. It's it's a bucket list event. One of those that I secretly always wanted to do. So when the that option came up two three months ago, we were we were both so excited, Ken and I. So that and and, and, and massive thanks to Tuttle, you know, for 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 that offer and that opportunity to work with them because they obviously won that event many years in a row. So it's gonna be. A, a fantastic experience with with a with a car again, and a, a particular car which is a Porsche 911 that has always been a bucket list car for me. So a bucket list car for in a bucket list event. So I'm looking forward to that, and then straight into Mexico for the Baja 1000. So it's, that is going to be another event that I always wanted to do. I always been intrigued by this sort of like desert, you know, racing. So I'll get to try that, and who knows, maybe that that is going to. Um, create opportunities in the future for those type of events. Yeah, look, I love rally. Rallying is my main um, form of competition, but it's great to try something different. Yeah, you know, you mentioned earlier, actually, the uh, partnership with Dirtfish and doing some of these classes. I know I'm kind of bouncing back and forth here. My, my brain does not work in a straight line. <laughs> How good has that been? I mean, you know, I know that Dirtfish is, is a sponsor with, uh, you know, the Super Motorsports team and whatnot. And, of course, they're the media um you know, uh, they run all the media stuff for the, the American Rally Association now and doing more videos and stuff like that. So they've been such a great partner to rallying here in the States. Um, what's it been like in partnering with them to do your training program? Yeah, it's been fantastic. At the end of the day, they started talking to us last year sometime. Obviously, Alex and I um, have been, you know, doing Oz Rally Pro for a long time now and, and we've had really great success and we've trained a lot of people. I think we're at like 280 now or something. So, you know, it's been something that we had discussed, but it was a matter of trying to work out how do you make it work? Because what, something that we really prided on ours really pre-training was the fact that it was a one-to-one -one training where people get time with us to learn from us and immediate feedback versus being in a group where we might not get as much time with them to give them help and assistance and, and improve them. So it was a matter of working out how this structure of bigger classes would work in line with, you know, the way that we really want Oz Rally Pro to continue. So, you know, we went um, and had a meeting after Olympus last year. Um, obviously, that was in November. Um, and we sat down and, and we discussed, you know, different ideas and, and how we could make these programs work. And Michelle Miller has trained with us, I think, like four times or five times now. So um, she was someone we felt really comfortable in in working with her to run the trainings with and, and things like that as, as obviously another instructor. Um, and then Nate, who is obviously the lead instructor there, he's trained with Alex and I a couple of times too. So... Um, you know, we sat down and we worked out that um, if we could get Michelle and Nate involved who had trained with us and learned from us, um, 
that, you know, we could take a group of up to 12 students um, and feel happy with how we train them and, and they would get actual, you know, recce time with Alex and Michelle and then actual, you know, time in the classroom with me and then time in rally cars, which was really, really cool. So, um, you know, they're not big classes of 30 because that's not the way we work. Um, but the classes of 12 have been excellent because it's meant that we could rotate around enough um, and they still get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with us. Um, and over the two days, it's, it's worked really well. So we had excellent feedback from all 12 students in, in the um, classes, so 24 students. Some of them have rallied and some of them are still, you know, deciding what they're going to do. Um, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, I've done 20 rallies. I don't think I should sign up for that. Whereas I feel like if you've done zero rallies or if you've done 20 rallies, you know, fish course is a great way to train and, and learn a lot more. All right, I want to be very conscious of your guys' time, but uh, we did talk just real briefly about how um, you guys follow the WRC, and you mentioned uh, WRC Sardinia just a little bit. Um, that's going on this weekend. Already a little bit of drama today. We're recording this on Friday the 4th, and uh, yeah, always exciting stuff out there. Now, Alex, I think you've done Sardinia. Have you done that one as w done that event as well, uh, Rhiannon? Yeah, we're both on the event. So tell us a little bit what it's like out there. What are the roads like? What is uh, that island uh, of beauty like out there? Because it, it seems pretty spectacular. Well, it, it is a, an event that reminds me a bit of uh, actually uh, Mexico, but obviously it's a little bit more technical. You know, it's just such a bumpy stages. You know, and, and they're almost like, when you look at the roads, they're almost like not well built. And what those roads are, they are the access roads for the um, for the um, wind for the wind, wind farms. Yeah, that's what the stages are, just like they are in Portugal. So it is a very difficult event because um, it's really hard on the car for and the tires. Uh, there is very little airflow. Um, I did a few years ago in a in a Ford Fiesta R5, and I remember breaking things left, right, and center by just being in the middle of the road. So it's definitely one of the toughest events in, in the WRC. The island of Sardina is a beautiful place, and, the, and the, the organizer makes a point of having the service park in, in those host towns, you know, Olbia this year, and used to be in a, on the other side of the island when I did it. So but they're very, it's very, very beautiful and pic picturesque, you know. So... Um, it's it's an event that uh, today, obviously, like you said, we've seen some drama. It's just it's just tough and difficult. I was watching some of the onboards today, and and to me, they're just phenomenal stages. To me, that's what that's what rallying. Yeah, we think rallying. You know, we think about rally Finland stages, but to me, some of, of rallying is also these stages that we see, this bumpy technical stuff, just like some of the stages at WRC Mexico. That's why I love them so much. And to be honest, for me, I, I had some of my biggest adventures I've ever had in the WRC doing that event. In 2011, I did it with my brother, and we used to leave our um, recce car, which we called Bob, in Belgium, and we'd fly to Belgium, and then we'd drive that recce car to all the different events. So we, we drove um, to Genoa, is that how I say Genoa. it? And, Genoa, yeah. And we caught a ferry. Um, and we got on this ferry, I think it was 15 hours or something and we get on and when I booked it, I didn't realize that it was Italian speaking only. So Brenda yeah. and I had no idea what was going on. 
Um, and then we get there and we do recce and everything, and that's fine. Um, and we're racing in the stages and we're in the top three. I can't remember what we were coming. And um, our car breaks down and we're 180 kilometers from the service park. And we think, okay, so they'll send a service truck. Uh, sorry, a tow truck and someone will get us. Or we weren't we weren't really sure what M Sports plan was. Anyway, a tow truck arrives. It's Italian guy. I can't speak any English. He puts Brendo's and my little R2 on his tow truck, and we think we'll get in the front of the tow truck with him because obviously the car's going back to service park. But no, he makes us sit in our rally car on the back of that tow truck, <laughs> 180 kilometers, and. Brendo and I put our belts on. We nearly put our helmets on. This guy was flying along the highway, like 130 kilometers per hour with us on the back. The little R2s bouncing around on the back of the truck. We couldn't stop laughing. Like we've still got videos of us just wetting ourselves laughing. Anyway, Brendan needs to go to the toilet and there's no way you can get to the toilet because we're in the back of this like rally car on the back of a tow truck. And finally the guy pulls over to get, get gas and so Brendo jumps out of the rally car and runs, and then the, the tow truck driver nearly leaves without him. And I'm trying to explain, no, my brother's using the toilet. You just need to wait. It was one adventure, let's just say. Oh, and my. we won a couple of stages there in the in the juniors as well. So, I mean, we had so many different things going in that rally that, that make me laugh every time it's on each year, just thinking of the experiences we had and the fun we had and the lows and highs and but like Alex said, it's a very challenging rally. Yeah. But on but a, a great car rally. like you, the one that you on a on a Fiesta or two would be very difficult because <laughs> you get to the stages, they're already destroyed, you know, like literally you're riding on a skid plate. So I can see it being very difficult with a car like that. Yeah. yeah. So is it one that tends to rut up real easy, or do stones get pulled out, or a little bit of both? Yeah, definitely a bit of both. I mean, those front WRC cars, obviously, in the second fast, they'll notice it. But like Alex mentioned, when you're in the juniors and you're in the little R2s, you're further back in the field. So not only are you dealing with the rocks, like you mentioned, you're dealing with the ruts and things like that. So, um, you know, the WRC cars obviously built a lot more to handle those conditions. Um, but let's just say the little R2s, uh, that year... Um, there was this one spot and Henning Solberg had hit it. It was this rock that had come out and he did his sump and they put out a bulletin to warn people of where this rock was. And for some reason, I don't know what happened, but eight of the junior cars all hit that rock and were out in the one spot. Like, Oh no. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. So I don't know what, if they didn't read the bulletin or what happened, but I remember that it was just one of those crazy incidences where everyone just kept hitting that rock. So uh, it's yeah. interesting because sometimes people say, oh, I would like to do a WRC event. Uh, and obviously, they're not going to be in the top 10, top 15. If you're doing a WRC event as your first WRC event, you're probably going to be in a two-wheel drive car. Trust me, Mike, it will be one of the worst experiences. You are driving on roads. There are no roads anymore by the time you get there. <laughs> there are two trenches left by the World Rally Car. You're riding on the ski plate. I've done that as my first events in Mexico in a group and card, which is actually a little stronger than an R2. And, and it was just disgusting at the end. <laughs> With the, the car was just no, you know, just drive driving on rails, you know, and on the skid plate. So 
when people say, oh, I want to do the WRC event, like, okay, well, just maybe do a, <laughs> a tarmac event or do a national event in Europe. Don't do a WRC event. Yeah. <laughs> Because even people don't realize, but even Finland, like in 2011, I think it was, they they sent us on all these back roads. And like, so when you guys watch, you know, the footage, it's all these jumps and fast and flowing. And it's like, you know, oh, wow. Well, 2011, for some reason, they were linking all these fast and flowing roads up with these little connecting roads, which by the end of it, the R2 could nearly not get through it because the ruts were so big. Um, so many people complained that year in 2012 we didn't have those connecting roads. But like Alex says, it, it's it's a great experience to do WRC rallies, but they are so challenging because, the, you know, all these WRC cars coming through and the R5s and everything, the roads really in many of the rallies get very damaged. So, you know, if you wanted to lease an R2 and go do Finland, you know, if, if all the good stages are running, no problem. But if for some reason that year they decide to run you know, these other back connecting roads, it might not be the Finland that people expect it to be. <laughs> it's about managing your car. And when you're dealing with that, not so much about outright pace, which is a different kind of challenge, but not, yeah. If you're looking for somebody that's going to be a top WRC driver, that's going to be the fastest, I guess. You're really looking to see how they can be the fastest. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, do you have any um, great rock stories, Alex? Because uh, Rihanna shared hers. <laughs> oh, there is a lot of rock stories. I, I would I would have to think about it. Uh, well, there, there is a big rock in New England Forest Rally that, that took the, the first cause a couple oh, years yeah. ago. Yeah, that was a, but it was a very big rock, you know, so, uh, and killed the car. <laughs> yeah, that, that was unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is a yeah. There is another rock in New England Forest Rally that was uh, that did a steering arm, and then uh, there is those infamous pictures of me riding outside the, the Subaru. That was like some 15 years ago, because the steering arm and the front was broken, so the car was crawling on three wheels, and I was outside the car trying to balance. Uh, which I'm so I am I'm too light. I didn't really balance anything. I should be scared. <laughs> I'm only, what am I, 72 kilos, I don't know what I'm in pounds, but um, <laughs> but then I, I shouldn't have done it because then they changed the rule that you can't do it anymore. So if someone needs to do it and they can't really use it, the weight balance of the co-driver on the other corner, you know, now they can't do it anymore, you know. So, uh, yeah, there is there is rock stories, uh, uh, yeah. But some other fun things, like Alex and I didn't know each other in, 2008 we were both doing WRC but we didn't know each other and years later we talk about oh Alex is like oh Ken and I were broken down on this corner and then I'm like no way Brenda and I were like broken down 200 meters from you or <laughs> often like we'll talk about random crazy things like that where like you know we're in a forest and and if Brenda and I had to walk like 200 meters down the road, oh, there, there's Ken and Alex stuck in the forest too, but we didn't even know each other at that point. So it's quite funny when we talk about different stories throughout our career and, and compare things. Even 2011 at Rally Australia um, in the autograph session, um, Ken's got a picture up in his Rally HQ and here's Alex, Ken, Brenda, me, sitting there doing autographs and, you know, we chatted and said hi and everything, but, you know, who would have known the next year that um, we, were, we were together? So it's quite funny looking at our, our 
you know, careers and, and looking back and talking about different incidences and, and things that have happened throughout our time. Well, I think it was, uh, I think it was meant to be. You two were meant to be together. Uh, the god, the rally gods are trying to get you closer and closer every time. So you eventually meet and chat and uh, end up having this awesome relationship. Well, I'm feeling a lot of love here, a lot of Subaru love and the love you two have for each other. Well, thank you both for taking the time to chat with us on the Rallycast. Uh, I'm super excited for you and, and your season. Um, we'll definitely chat again. Southern Ohio. No, I, I am person. It seems like, I don't know why, it seems like Olympus was so long ago. And I, I've been like, whoa, when was our last rally? Because I, I've been really missing it, you know, so... Uh, I'm really looking forward to getting on the plane on Monday and being in the rally car on Tuesday. And I'm sure Rhiannon is is feeling the same. And it's such a great event. It's well organized. You know, they put a lot of blood and sweat on that rally, like all the other organizers. You know, this weekend's in Colorado. You know, everybody, you know, the, the last uh, new event that they had in Oregon, the Mike Nigel um, rally. So it's it just um, massive props to all the organizers because, uh, yeah, we're... We're finally coming out of the pandemic, you know, we're getting the spectators back, you know, and we are the the championship in, in uh, I would say, around the world that is uh, is the health, is one of the healthiest right now. You know, yesterday we got news that uh, the next round of the Australian championship is being cancelled because they're still struggling um, uh, the, with uh, with COVID and 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 lock lockdowns and everything. So we're, we're doing pretty well here in the U.S. and hopefully the trend continues. But I'm pretty excited. I think it's cool that we get to exchange time cards again. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We haven't been able to do that for months. So, <laughs> I, I mean, to know spectators are back and exchanging time cards and all these sort of things, it just feels like things are getting back to normal. And I think that's what's really exciting when, when we – found out that that was happening again it was like wow this is really going to be back to the way rally was before COVID appeared so um yeah Alex and I are really excited Travis and I are doing our first meet and greet um that we've done in you know since COVID hit so well things are getting back to normal and it's really exciting and and we're excited for the fans because obviously in rally fans are really important um they they help grow and build the sport as well so we're happy to be able to get out and do some autographs and see the fans and, and yeah, get back to pretty normal with our racing. And, and uh, Mike, don't forget, we have a couple of days of Oz Rally Pro training set aside for you. So you pick the dates, you know, we'll be available whenever. Don't forget. I, I will not forget that. I'm uh, working out uh, how, to, how to get that in my schedule for the summer uh, to get out there and see you too, because that's going to be a heck of a lot of fun because I'm going to be coming in so green, knowing absolutely nothing. Um, I mean, yes, I know what pace notes are. Yes, I, I know how a rally runs from being a volunteer. Uh, but yeah, sitting in a co-driver's seat or a driver's seat for that matter and seeing the roads as you two do is going to be something very unique indeed. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do a special feature on that uh, when I come out and see you. Good luck to you both. I'm really excited for this event. Uh, I, I think it's going to be super exciting. Like you said, anything can happen. All it takes is a puncture and you end up going back, but then you could end up coming back forward again. You never know in a rally. And that's what we love about the sport. It's challenging. It's exciting. It's It's got all the elements and the weather could play a role as well. Thank you, Alex and Rhiannon. Have a great evening. Thank you.
And thanks again to Alex Narianan for being on the show and to our supporters, Melee Design Firm, and all of you out there that listen to the show. Thank you for following. Thank you for your comments. Uh, please reach out if you have any questions or have any special requests. And uh, I'm your host, Mike Shaw. Have a great week, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.